Welcome to episode 316 of the AMPM podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking with Nick Panev. Nick is from Bulgaria, and he made a killing selling supplements throughout Europe for about 10 years, all D to C. He's going to be talking about his story, some of the ups and downs, as well as what he's up to today. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host Kevin King. Kevin King. Nick Panev, how are you doing, man? Great to have you on the AMPM podcast. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. I was actually planning to be here next year, but you surprised me, so I'm here earlier. So Christmas came early for me, so I'm very happy to be here, you know. And I had, like, a great day for me. A lot of meetings, but, you know, they, the last meeting is the best, I guess. So. There you go. That's right. It's, it's You're you're ahead of me. I'm, I'm in Austin, Texas. So we're recording this for me. It's the middle of the afternoon, but for you, it's uh, it's almost bedtime, right? Yeah, 10, 10 p.m., you know. Bed for the kids, it would be fun for me and the wife after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, where, where are you actually at? Where are you? Where... Yeah, 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 Sofia. So I'm actually in Sofia, Bulgaria, you know. That's actually Eastern Europe. So in, in Bulgaria, how big a country is that for a lot of people that don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah, know? Yeah, seven, seven million is the population, or like uh, one-fourth of the size of California. So it's, I mean, I'm not sure, I mean, like the what size, like the size of which states in the USA, but it's like, I know that it's one fourth of California because I used to live there. I finished high school, university. So I know that for a fact. Were you originally from Bulgaria? And then, because I yeah, know you, sp- yeah. you spent some time yeah. in the US as well. Yeah, exa- exactly. No, I finished high school here, you know, and then I went to, as an exchange student to the States in like 201. I actually, I, I came to the States one week before September 11. I actually have pictures with the Twin Towers. And, oh, wow. and my And my first day in school was September 11, you know. That was and college, I, college. Yeah, no, no, university. I actually, I just had my senior year there. And you know, like an exchange student, I actually lived with the host family. And because you now this is what happened. You know, before I leave, my father told me, okay, I mean, just finish your high school degree. And I actually took two years in one. I took all my finals for the 12th grade before I go there because he told me, you know, if you change your mind, if you come back, you should have like a high school degree. So anyways, and that's why I have actually a high school degree here and the one in the States. But, you know, that's not that important, you know. No, obviously, my first day in school was like that. I, I go to school, I, we had civics or something like that, and we're just watching the Twin Towers on TV. That's oh, why wow. my, my first day, you know, in school. Welcome to welcome to America, <laughs> and that that nine eleven happened. Yeah, but wow. yeah, but the thing you know, one thing that I noticed there is how united the people were after that. So that was very you know because yeah you know that was very you know different to what I've seen you know because usually when bad bad things happen, all people are not that united. So I have never seen that anywhere else to be honest. And I lived in a small town like two thousand uh, was the population in like in Layton, California. It was very interesting you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I remember that day very, very vividly. I was working in my office uh, and and we actually were doing, uh, I was working with uh, models at the time and we were doing some stuff and we actually had one on a plane actually in, uh, in, she was coming out of uh, uh, Boston and flying that morning out of Boston. She was on a flight that left about 45 minutes after one of the the planes that uh, flew from Boston that actually ended up was hijacked. And we were freaking out. We're like, we didn't know, you know, what at that point we didn't know what planes or where where they were, and we were freaking out. And we we couldn't get a hold of her for like uh, four or five hours. And then we finally got a hold of her, and she said, yeah, they canceled the flights. And uh, I just remember waking up. I, I missed uh, the first tower uh, going down, but I remember waking up and turning the TV on and like, what the heck is going on? And seeing that second plane come into the tower, and it just transfixed everybody. I mean, everything just stopped. And like you said. Everybody came together in this country, so it, it was it was amazing how everybody came together. Now, you know, now we're so divided in this in the United States, and it's it's like a 360, you know, or 180. It's a total different environment right now than what it was back then, and you know, it, it upsets me every year. Sometimes, you know, people that didn't live through that, some of the younger generation, the 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 kids in college right now, 
You know, they hear it in Austin at the University of Texas every 9-11 in September, they go and they have a man on the street and they interview uh, students, you know, about that, that these are 19, 20, 21 year olds that most of them either weren't born then or they, they were just born. And their attitudes and their beliefs around that is completely flabbergasting sometimes about what they think and what they, how they feel about that. And it's just, they didn't live through it. They don't understand it. And it's difficult to explain to someone that didn't actually go through that. Yeah, man. I mean, people have a very, like, a quick expiration of their memory. You know, people forget very quickly. I'll give you an example, like, for Europe. You know, we used to have all these, like, uh, terrorist attacks. After COVID, everybody forgot that. Mm-hmm. And so people are like that. I mean, but that might be actually good on one side, because if you are, are feeling like, in, if you live in fear, people don't do anything. So, I mean, probably it's not good on, on some, actually, levels but sometimes actually good you know you need to keep on moving but you're right you know you, you i mean you, you guys are very divided right now i know that because i have so many friends you know but anyways let, let's change the topic and I it's, mean. It's, it's change that's that yeah but sometimes you know we can we can pivot because sometimes times like these are some of the best times for business as well you know recessionary times difficult times is sometimes when some of the best companies and the best opportunities happen and you've been doing this business for a while. So you, after you, you came here as an exchange student, you went to university. Did you work for anybody here or did you go back to Bulgaria right after that? Yeah, or did you? Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me tell you the story. So this is what happened. You know, I finished like high school. I got a scholarship for Fresno Pacific University, which is like a private uh, university in Fresno. And I went there like for, for actually three years. But then all the, the issue was the following, you know, I had a girlfriend from high school. She, she was trying to come to the States with me and she got her actually visa application rejected three times. And one day I said, okay, man, I'm going to go back, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, I didn't tell my parents, anybody. I just went to Bulgaria and I said, okay, let, let's do something. Let's go to France. Mm-hmm. And actually I went to France, you know, without telling anybody. I lived in France. I want to find some job. Nothing happened. I didn't know the language. So I only learned how to say I'm looking for a job. Uh, travail. you know, I still remember that I was calling people, even got like a job in one place, but it didn't work out, you know, it didn't, it didn't know the language. So long story short is eventually we came back to Bulgaria. We just take the overnight bus from Paris to Sofia. And then actually we just say, okay, I man, what are we going to do right now? You know, are we going to stay in Sofia or we go to the, to the beach side? Because on the beach side, there's a lot of resorts. So I can actually work, work in the summer. And I said, okay, let's, let's do like heads and tails. And actually it was Varna. Varna is one of the resorts who went there. We lived there for a few years, but that's like the period when I was like a bartender, waiter for like, like one year. But to be honest, you know, everybody, every young guy, they should work as a bartender or a waiter. There is no better job that you can learn to sell and actually read people. So that's probably one recommendation to everybody. If you've never done that, I mean, this is probably the, be- the best thing to do, you know. And just to f- fast forward a little bit, you know, then I actually get back to Sofia like few years, uh, like a year after that. And I got my first sales job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there was a company called Apos.net. They were doing... Uh, they were actually GoDaddy and Rackspace competitors. I'm sure that everybody knows GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. And we're just selling like, like hosting dedicated servers, uh, like web design, all this guy. And the first day I go to the office, actually, we had a training with one guy from the US team. He was in Bulgaria and he was saying, okay, I'm doing 50K per month and I'm getting 5,000 commission per month. And just to, just to let, just to give you a perspective, you know, this, my salary was $200 wow. and I just one guy who was doing 5K. And then I'm a very competitive guy, you know. I'm like that. So what what happened? You know, my wife was actually my she she was my girlfriend back then. She was telling me that you know I was when I was sleeping, I was having like dreams, nightmares. I was saying dedicated service, web design, and this is how much they cost. This is how I'm gonna sell. So actually, I was dreaming about mm-hmm. what we're doing, and I had I had the goal in my mind. Okay, I would like to be the best sales guy in the in the actually in the, in the company and. And this actually what happened. I mean, I'm just fast forwarding a little bit, but uh, in the next four years, I was actually the best sales guy in the company. And I was like 20, 
23 that in the play in the time when I started and I worked there for five years and I was averaging like five thousand dollars per month wow. and to give in perspective my mother was a my mother she's still a, a doctor like a medical doctor pediatrician she was making 300 euro so at 23 I was actually doing what my mother was doing in more than a year and this you're is doing you know, per month, you're doing per month more than what she was doing in a year. E- as a exactly, exactly, because it was a US company. We're outsourcing Bulgaria. We had a team in Bulgaria, which was competing with the team in the States. But, you know, it was fair game. It? You sell something, you get 10% commission. And then I realized how much you can do, you know, obviously no, when you're, I mean, I mean, there's, no, there's actually no limit to what you can do. And then I said, okay, man, you can, you can do anything. You know, and actually I worked for these guys for like five years. But, you know, a lot of time in life, I mean, some things don't make sense. So what happened uh, like in 2010? You know, the company got acquired. And even though we're doing a lot of sales, they say, okay, man, we don't want the European office. And I was from doing 5K per month, like an average, I went to zero. You know, they closed the office now. Oh, man. And, and the other thing, you know, this was probably the worst period in my life because my wife got pregnant. You know, she had like uh, almost miscarriage. You know, she had like, like four babies. You no know, one, like four twins, one survived, which is my, my first son. He's named Nico, by the way, which Nico is like for, for victorious mm-hmm. in like in, from the Greek mythology. You know, Nikki is the goddess of victory. So th- that's why we, we called him Nico. Then, you know, at the same time, I had a car accident at the exact exact same crossroad, one week apart, oh. and these are the only two times that I've ever had a, a car accident. And you know, usually, and then you know, uh, I was not able to find a job for a few months. Eventually, I actually got a, a, a job in a company doing affiliate and performance marketing. And all these things happened at the same time. But you no, know, we have a we have a saying in Bulgarian. Too much bad is never bad, and too much good is never good. So when a lot of bad things happen to you, you know there is a balance. Then something good is going to happen to you, and, and then things start actually happened in a positive way for me. You know the company, they 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 were actually also in a bad period. You now I was about to get like thousand dollars per month, which was not what I was used to making. But since I had like a mortgage, a pregnant mm-hmm. wife, and all this stuff, you know it was good. But the thing is. I was about to get a lot of commission based on the sales that I do. But the thing, but actually things are not going right at the company. Though They had a lot of campaigns. They they had their campaigns suspended, so nobody was making money. But I, I saw one thing, you know, which I liked in the company. They were selling some product called a cyber, like a cyberry. I'm not sure if you remember that. It's the magic Brazilian fruit. Yeah. Or they, uh-huh. they call it a cyberry. And I said, okay. I mean, I got an idea. I mean, I love what these guys are doing. I'm going to leave them and I have some saved money. I'm going to set up like a private label supplements and I'm going to start selling that. In so Bulgaria. You, set the, you set this up through them or you set this up on the side? No, 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 no. no. I, I, left, I actually left the company. I said, I'm going to set up that. I like that. I mean, I, I, nobody's doing that. I see that there is a potential even though these guys are... In, is not working out right now. And, and what happened next? No, I left that was extreme. Company. That was extreme brands? Yeah, extreme power brands. I'll go to extreme power brands. You know, actually, this is my second product. But the, the, the story is the following. You know, I, I actually left the company and I went to my best friend. You know, he's like a 90 guy. And I told him, you no, know, his name is Lucky. I said, hey, Lucky, you know, I, I work for this company. They're doing some stuff. I think we can do it ourselves. And this guy said, okay, man, but he's like that. I mean, he's very good with like all this technical stuff, but he's very like... Undecisive. What was and this company said, sell the cup the first company before you left? Where were they selling that in? Uh they're actually selling all kinds of offers for like other companies, like supplements. In Bulgaria like, or in, in Europe? No, 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 no. Actually globally. No, they're like affiliate marketing. You know, let's say you have an offer, yeah. you do the performance marketing for you. And then they were actually thinking of doing their own product. And this is where I left and I said, okay, I'm gonna do something like that myself. And of course, but I didn't have too much money. And I didn't have partners. I don't know. I didn't know how to build a website. So I, I actually spoke with my best friend and I said, okay, let's do a website. We're gonna call it like Bio Akai Berry, you know, because bio all the mm-hmm. green bullshit stuff. And he said, okay, man, but I'm scared. I mean, I don't know how to do that. I said, okay, don't worry. Build a website. 
I'm going to order like 100 units from like uh, one wholesale website in the UK and we're going to resell that. So we purchased them for like 10 euro and we resold them for like 50 euro each. And th- th- this happened in a matter of like two weeks. And I thought, okay, man, do you see? We you actually sold, ordered- where, where did you sell them? Where was the website? It was called like Bio Kai Bear or something like that. We just built a website and we're, we're actually reselling the the products that we purchased from another supplier. And what, what, where were we selling them? In the US and in Europe? Oh, no, 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 in Bulgaria. Just only in Bulgaria. Bul- oh, okay, only Bulgaria. Okay, just locally, you know. And then I made like few K and I said, okay, man, see, we can do that. Let's build our own pro- private like label product. And then what happened? No, I didn't know anything about that, but no, that's why we have Google private label manufacturers. I found a company in like in the UK and they say, okay, I'm gonna, what do you want? Okay, would like, let's say to private label this product. And they said, okay, I mean, you guys need to do like a label and all this stuff. And we just ordered like, I think the minimum was like thousand like units. Mm-hmm. And we, we called we called the product Asai Verde. And this means like uh, in Latin, like Verde is green because mm-hmm. it was dried trees and we want to say like, uh, pure uh, supplement product. And that was actually our first product. And and the good thing was that nobody else was doing that, you know, in Bulgaria. Nobody was advertising on Facebook and Google Ads for that. We're actually paying one cent per click, which is which is crazy. You know, the first month we're actually spending $100 for the advertising and we're getting 100 sales. Wow. So, I mean, cost per action was $1. And wow. And, you know, when you do that, then you realize, okay, man, we need to expand to Greece. Then we expand it to Greece, then to Romania. And so when then, you expand you know, to each of these, did you set up a specific website in each of these places? Like in, yeah, yeah, you all, set up always. a website in dot, dot .gr or whatever, and it's all in Greek? Yeah, and ex- then you need- exactly. All in Greek. You know, the, we hired like a, like a person who speaks Greek. He did the translation. We hired the person who speaks Romanian. They did the translation. And we always had like a landing page the so-called bridge pages, like, you know, you can lose weight, you can do that. No, you know these pages, no? Yeah. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not actually the most, like, trustworthy pages, but, you know, we made a lot of money. So, I mean, and, you know, we actually set up, like, a logistic partner in each company. So we're actually, we're just learning all the time, we're experimenting. But the, the best thing was that we actually never, uh, I mean, we do. We never, we never did anything in advance. So, for example, whenever we're actually starting a new market, we, we're actually building the page without having the supplements there. We do a test campaign. We get verification that you know our product is actually being sold and it's profitable. And the next day, actually, we ship the supplements and we tell the clients, "Hey guys, thank you for ordering our product. We have a, we're out of stock. We're gonna uh, make the delivery in one week." And because it was early. Nobody was doing that. No people are willing to wait. Mm-hmm. And and from actually building a website to execution, it was in a matter of like one or two weeks, which so, is crazy, right? No, nobody does that. But when you're early, no. So where were you fulfilling worked. from? If if you had a, a site in Romania and a site in Greece, did you have uh, like a 3PL service in each of those countries? Or were you all doing it from one like central location within Europe? No, no, no. I mean, initially, no, we, we had a, like a free PO in each market because we're able to send them from Bulgaria to Greece and Romania, but the shipping cost was not good. The delivery time was not good. So we need to actually have a local free PO. But that was not an issue. No, that was really easy uh, because, no, you know, we're sending huge volumes, you know. And, and to, to be honest, actually, one of the companies which was servicing us back then, we used to be their uh, first client. And to this day, he's telling me, Nick, you guys actually helped us a lot because he actually you actually helped their, our their, business their grow. best client, not their first client. No, actually, we're the we're actually the first client selling this type of supplements, but actually we're the clients with the highest volumes, you know. Okay. So we actually we helped the company to grow through our expansion. So what so kind of sales did you reach? Did you just so this is like 2010, 2011, right? Yeah, exactly. 2011 is when we started actually really heavy. So, so uh, you, were just in, to, you were in Greece, Romania, and Bulgaria at that time? Exactly. Just no, those I mean, three? This is, yeah, this, is, this was actually in the first few months. So within the first year, we actually expanded to all Europe. And when I mean all Europe, you know, we, start, we tested UK, Germany, Scandinavians, but we never actually 
were selling too much there because they already had exposure to these products. So our markets were actually the niche markets like Spain, Italy, Central Europe, and something like the pre-Baltics. Now, the Baltics are really small countries, mm -hmm. but we're doing like 1,000 sales per day in these three. The, the same like for Central Europe. So we're actually selling so in, fin in, the in Finland, Norway, and Sweden, you were doing 1,000 per day? No, 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 no. We, we actually there we did little because the CPC was crazy. I told you, you know, in Bulgaria, we're paying like one cent. In Sweden, it was like half a, half a euro. Wow. And this I is mean, mostly like, like what, like Facebook ads or, or what? Yeah, only, only Facebook and Google Watch. So at a certain point in our peak, we're doing sometimes between half a million to million in ad spend per month. But wow. th that was actually in 2015, 16. But you no, know, let, let me get, get back a little bit in the story. So, and then after that, of course, we have a supplement. Obviously, target audience is mostly women. I said, okay, let's build uh, actually a, a product for men. Mm -hmm. And we actually found like a, a product in the USA called XO Booster. It was like an and it's like it was like arginine nitric boosters no you just look buff you know even though you're not that strong okay so how, how did you pick that did you, did you do some sort of research with some sort of tools did you do a did you just like stumble on it like someone said hey this is the new up-and-coming thing or how did you how did you there were i mean as far as i knew there was no tools so we actually were just checking what offers are being actually around on like the u.s websites because we knew I, I, to be honest, I don't even remember how we found that. But I, I think, you know, we're using some tools which we can actually change the IP of your browser and you can actually check out specific websites for the type of offers they're running. And we saw that in the USA, there is this muscle builder tool called Exo Booster or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like nitric boosters. You know, it's with L-Organ and all this kind of stuff. And I said, okay, let's call it Extreme Power. And this actually... Uh, the company of my of my actual agents right now, but that's like 10 years after that. So we set up a muscle builder product and then every six months we're actually uh, developing a new product. So after that, we did uh, like uh, a product which was called Smoke Deter, you know, which you're about, the thing is on how to stop smoking. It was a, com a complete flop. Nobody was buying that. No. <laughs> well, you, you, you can't sell a smoke stopper to Europeans who smoke. <laughs> yeah, we smoke. That, but, yeah, but the good thing about us is that we we never ordered any stock in advance. So we always build like a landing page for like few markets. We mm. do a test campaign. If we have no sales, then we just drop the project. If we have good number of sales, of course, we go and order from the manufacturer, we just build the label, get the certificates, and we're ready to sell in like two to three months. And this is all direct to consumer, you off your own website, nothing, this is not like Amazon or anywhere else, it's all... No, 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 no Amazon, and I'll tell you why. First thing is that our company was registered in Bulgaria, and then in Malta, and we we're not able to sell on Amazon from these locations back then. This is one reason, and the second reason is we're selling we're actually buying the supplements for two euro and we're selling them for 50 euro. And there is no way we can sell. Eventually, when we're able to sell on Amazon, there was no way for us to sell at this price. We need to actually decrease the price. So mm -hmm. it didn't make sense for us ever to sell on Amazon. Because, I mean, we even knew our competitors by name. There are actually two companies selling that in Europe. And one of those were actually the company where I worked in 2010 were left so they actually became we actually became their biggest competitors oh. and, be, and because we're not doing any trademark or copyrights because we're doing stuff so quickly when we actually launched the extreme power brands you know what they did like two weeks later they copied everything and they called their product extreme gain wow. so they copied our website landing page but you have no copyrights you have no trademark so there is nothing that you can do so the only way for us was to actually make up new products. And then we actually had like a, like a male enhancement product, how to stay hard the longest. And this one was called Omnipotence. And this was probably our third most successful brand. We're selling like crazy, like thousands of supplements from those per day, on usually on, on like adult websites. And all that was great for this product until the dating websites actually took our traffic. So they're paying so much for to the actual agencies that they, we mm -hmm. actually couldn't compete with them. So one by one, each of the products were actually being pushed out 
So you didn't have them on like a subscription kind of thing, or was it all one-off purchases? No, no, it's a one-time purchase because see, uh, the subscription purchase, this is the so-called free sample stuff. And I actually was asking our lawyer, okay, man, can we do that? And he said, yes, you in the USA, in Europe, you get trouble. You have a lot of lawsuits if you do that. And we never did that because this is probably the most profitable thing. But eventually a lot of companies got sued in the States and like affiliates doing that because what are you doing? You know, you're telling them you pay just the shipping. We're going to keep on sending you stuff. But of course, this is in the fine print. So a lot of people are actually yeah, so, so, so to, to explain that, some they would say get these get a thirty day supply for free, just pay five ninety five shipping or something like that. Exactly. And and then what in the fine print it would say uh, you're you're signing up for a subscription service, and every month we're going to bill you fifty nine ninety five or something like that. And a lot of people didn't exactly. real, they didn't realize that. And you're banking on most people not not either arguing it or just canceling after one or two months. So you, you get a lot of extra sales from unsuspecting people. Exactly, exactly. And that's why, you know, we didn't do that because it was, I mean, you get in a lot of legal trouble. So obviously, I mean, money are good, but you're misleading people in our, in, because what we're selling, it, it might not work, but you're not ever misleading people because, I mean, so, I mean, what we're doing is just innovating, you know, keep on introducing new products, and eventually we had like 20 private label supplements. And even though we, we actually stopped selling like two, probably three years ago, people keep on actually buying all this stuff because we, we create a lot of content. And Was there a lot of liability with that? Anybody complaining like, hey, this didn't uh, work as it worked or anybody threatening you or getting no any kind of uh, getting sick off of using it improperly or anything like that? No, 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 because it, this is the one thing that we're actually doing a little different. We're actually buying more expe- expe- expensive supplements, which actually were actually were actually better than the rest. Because a lot of people are actually ordering from China, which back then was not that popular for the best quality. Yeah. And ours were actually from the USA or from a UK manufacturer, meaning they're more expensive, but they had like better like ingredients. So we actually were better, you know. In a way, you know, we, they're not hurting anybody. We're telling everybody, we're actually doing some tutorials with like fitness models and all these people. So we're telling them, okay, it would work. But of course, you need to work out because that was actually part of the Google and Facebook compliance because eventually, no, they suspended all our accounts, by the way, in 2016, even though we're doing like... So at your, like peak, a, at your peak, what were you doing per month? Yeah, peak, I mean, like, our peak year was like 5 million. Per month or for the year? No, 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 yeah, for the year. But keep in mind that we started, like, four years earlier with, like, like 5K was the total investment. Me, my best friend, which was a partner, and one other guy who was, like, the the developer. He, he developed our affiliate portal, like, everything, you know. There was no, no, no tools. If there were tools, we didn't know about that. We developed our own CRM, our own full fulfillment software our own affiliate marketing program and so it was this is actually the big difference between back then and now now we have thousands of solutions back then you had nothing i mean of course you know it was early nobody was doing most of the stuff that you do but you don't have any tools to do any proper research or anything i mean and this is like like said d2c you know it's not like amazon you know so you so, never never sold any of the stuff on Amazon in Europe or anywhere. It's always just so always. Direct, direct to con, direct consumer on on your own website. No other marketplaces. No eBay. No uh, nothing. No. No, so all, all direct. So in 2015, 2016, Google and Facebook they they changed some of the algorithms. They changed some of the rules on what you can and can't do. You can't show. You can't you know shame people and into you know saying that hey you can lose weight and all this stuff. So what did you? How did you pivot? Yeah, so obviously what happened one day, you know, they just suspend your account and we said, okay, man, uh, let's, okay, tell us what should we change? And they say, okay, you need to change the landing page, you need to remove the bridge pages, you need to do all this stuff. And say, okay, we're going to do that. We change everything based on their guidelines and two, three weeks later, they say, okay, you know, we're suspending you forever. It doesn't matter that you're com- you're complaining. You know, they even stopped replying. And from doing like a, like I mentioned, like half a million ad spend, we just went to zero. It was only Google Ads, and then I realized, okay, I mean, we're just too dependent on this like Facebook. What, what, Google- a half a million ad spend per month. 
Exactly. Well, how, that doesn't add up, though. A half a million ad spend per month and five million per year in gross sales. That, yeah, okay. So, okay, so so probably that was like the peak month that we ever did, you know, that was, but they actually disappeared us. So that was like the best year was like when this is paying our account. So this was probably the best that we ever did. Okay. That was like 2015, 2016? Yeah, 2015 or 16. It was at the same time that the mobile ads kicked in, you know, because you know, the mobile ads kicked in, a lot of conversions, I mean, a, a lot of like impressions, no conversions. They suspend our account. So we said, okay, I mean, I mean, we need to find something different. I mean, you know, we cannot just rely on these guys because they'll, they'll keep on suspending our accounts. We actually, they hit like a run around using like alternative accounts, but it didn't make sense, you know, to continue doing that. So what did you, what, what did you do? And then I said, okay, let's, let's do like affiliate marketing. We're just going to find like as many affiliates as we, if, as we want. They're going to do all the traffic for us. We're just going to pay them by results. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is actually what we started doing after it. We're only paying by like cost per action because all the sales that we're doing are cash on delivery. Well, you also and had, you should have a, a good house list by this time too. That you yeah, can we, had like to, a, right? we had like a half a million like clients. And I have even a funny story because people keep on asking me, okay, what's your WhatsApp number? And I said, okay, man, I don't have a WhatsApp number because it's suspended for a while. And they say, okay, why, why is that? <laughs> because, no, you know, one time, you know, my guys told me, okay, we have so all these emails, we don't do anything with them. You know, I, there is a, like a service we can text them. Oh, and I said, okay, man, let's do that. Let's start, start well, let's test with 50,000. Okay, and they say, okay, man, and nobody was willing to use their number. I said, okay, I don't care, use mine. We started doing that, and I think, I'm not sure, like, we sent a few thousand, and they just suspended my phone number, and, and that's it. And it didn't work out or anything. So we're, I mean, we're complete newbies, no? Email marketing, zero, you know? We're just doing so much profit from this, like, I mean, the basic stuff that we never looked into anything that people are doing right now which is probably because we don't have any knowledge. We're just, we're just making easy money without, just without trying hard. How many, people, how many people in the company? Uh, at, the, at the peak, 50. We had like one or, uh, one or two people for each market in the call center because obviously we're just doing like the calls, confirming the orders and all this stuff. We had like five people in the media buying team. So like around 50 at the peak. But to be honest, I mean, you can do it with less. I mean, and this is all remote. You didn't have like a, a main office because you've been working remote. Yeah, like no, this 12, is this is this is time. the thing. You know, my partner, one of the business partners, he wanted to be the boss. He wanted to stay in the office. So I was running the biz dev, marketing, like advertising, everything remotely, and he was always staying in the office. And but the thing is, whenever you know. He need to fire somebody. He was telling me, okay, Nick, you know, this guy, you know, we need to fire him. So he's only going to the office to actually fire people because he wants to be the boss without the, the nasty stuff when you need to fire people. But anyways, I mean, that's another story. You know, that's why I don't like offices too much. I mean, so someone that was looking at getting into the supplement space, do you think that's still a good space to, to get into? Or do you think it's just too competitive and too, too many rules and regulations on how you can advertise and you're almost you're doing everything with one hand tied behind your back. Honestly, too much. You know, see aggregators, they don't they, they were not buying brands, you know. I mean like supplements. They buy pet supplements, but not the regular supplements. So uh, I mean you probably you've been the Amazon space for a long time, but you tell me if it's true, but I have people telling me that you need to actually spend two years, uh, even like two years actually selling on Amazon before you break even. So you need to hear like yeah, it's brutal unless you can really niche down to something, and really niche down to something uh, that's very, very, very specific. It, it's it's brutal, and there's a lot of black hat. There's a lot of competition. A lot of uh, um, because like you like you said, you know, you're buying them for two euros and selling for fifty. You know that it's crazy margin. So it attracts uh, some uh, nefarious characters sometimes. Yeah, I mean you you'll be surprised, but they still have some offers running for some of our competitors. But no, they hit, you know, they actually switch from supplements to all kinds of scams, like the crypto scams. No, mm-hmm. they, they actually, I saw like a few years ago something called the little Bitcoin. So, they're, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was kind of on the shady side, but so like a supplement, you can always actually succeed, but you need to have something which really works. 
real quality like our like the one like one of our products called omnipotence that i mentioned the mirroring hands this product it it obviously works because it's like it's like a viagra knockoff or something yeah no not like viagra no it's just like to be hard you know for a long time so so i mean this i guess it's like viagra but something like that anyways the thing is no this product was working very well and Years after that, people keep on ordering the product, even though we didn't have it. We didn't have it anymore. So mm. obviously, when you when you build a product which works, people are gonna keep on buying that. But of course, no. Now it's much harder. And you know, to be honest, no. Last week, I actually consulted a company which was selling supplements, and I told them, I mean, just keep in mind that you know it's much harder right now. But they're saying, okay, our product is great. You know, so if if you have a really good product. You would succeed, but it would you would spend a lot of money. You need to find like the right partners to actually help do that. And just to be completely honest, I wouldn't be doing supplements right now at this stage. I mean, so you exited what a couple of years ago, right? In 2020, yeah. you, you actually did you sell the company or did you close it down? Or no, I sold everything to my partner. You know, okay. He he wanted to do like. A, like an Amazon in Eastern Europe. And I said, you're crazy, you know. He wants to actually order multiple supplements, sell our own products in his own. And I said, okay, man, I have enough. I mean, how are you going to sell that? He said, okay, I don't know. I mean, you're the sales guy. Okay, I mean, I'm the sales guy, but I don't, I think it's not like a good idea. And I said, okay, man, I have, I have enough. I mean, 10 years is too much, you know. And, and, and the, this is actually where, you know, health tax comes into the picture, you know. We're using... Hello Tax is a client, which is one of the companies I represent right now. They're actually a VAT compliance solution. And what they do is obviously they were taking care of our VAT, uh, like filing reports and everything for our own brands. And when I sold the company, they told me, okay, Nick, I see that you guys are changing the ownership. And I know that you're doing a lot of affiliates and partnership programs because I actually got to know the owner. When he bought you out, did he just cut you a check, or are you like getting some sort of ongoing payments? Yeah, that, that's how much I got. You got zero. Yeah, zero. You know, but actually, we're sliding. You know, see, 2015, 16 was the peak. We have never heard of aggregators. Any so when you exited, you exited. You basically just threw in the towel and said, "Here, take it. It's yours." Exactly, but you know, we're you, we're actually getting a lot of profits when it was successful. And I, I bought a lot of properties, so actually, I, I cannot say that I didn't get enough from the. You were happy with the previous ten years of what it threw off, and you're like, just I'm done with this. I don't like the direction you're going. Just just take it. I'm out, basically. E- exactly, exactly. Because see, I mean, like I said, no, it was really easy. You know, that was my first business venture. You know, and you know, the, you know, you know how people you know do one thing, they fail. They win, they fail, they win. In my case, the first time I won, and then you know, uh, when we were actually making the most most of the money, we actually we got spoiled. You know, we're just not as driven as it was in the beginning. We started doing some some bullshit. I mean, just spending money for for dumb stuff. How's it, so? How's it going now for him since you've left with his with with his new Amazon ideas and all yeah, the stuff that no, he wanted to do? Go, it's gone. It's Everything gone. Is gone. Yeah, yeah, the whole the company is like it, it's history. History, no. Right. I mean, we still have we still have the website, but nothing. I mean, he, his idea was ordering a lot of stock for companies without knowing how to sell that and using like like resale and all this stuff. But I mean, that's not like honestly, like I told you. I mean, the issue that I always had when I was running my company is how to order X amount of products so I can sell them in X amount of time. So you guys were right place, right time, and you were able to ride away for a while, but running the business side of things and the operation side of things wasn't really uh, the skill set. Yeah, I mean, we actually suck at business and operations, you know. <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the whole truth, I mean. We were actually like 20-something, you know, no business experience, you know. So obviously, we, I mean, if, just to give an example, you know, if somebody with business experience were actually where we are in like 20, 15, 16, probably they would be like doing like eight years more globally. Mm-hmm. But since we didn't have that experience and we're actually poor guys, when we started, no, I told you 5K, you know, this was initial investment. And you have like 5 million in like, like fears in the, like the poorest country in, in, in like in Europe. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, your head is off, you know, I mean, 
So, I mean, you're not dreaming about this stuff, you know. Sometimes when you get rich too quickly, you know, I mean, you don't realize what you have there. And when you have don't have the business experience, probably our mistake is that we didn't find the person that actually we can uh, have the business side of things, how to operate that properly. Because I'm very good in actually finding new things, but I'm not like the best guy in actually operational. So how was that? How was that adjustment from making a lot of money and taking the money out and probably could buy any almost anything you want or do whatever you want to now not it going down and you you know not having all that money? Were you able to save some away and no, you're okay? I mean, or? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying that we we could have done much more if we had somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, we might have grown the company well because all and we didn't lose the money. No, we're not actually losing. Money. We're just doing less sales, but whenever we're actually doing a lot of money, we're actually getting all the profit. So we actually purchased a lot of properties right now. So nothing, nothing is lost. But I'm saying the potential for growth was huge, and we didn't yeah. do anything. So that that's the thing. I mean, we're not actually. I had like I have like ten properties across Bulgaria. You know. So I mean, we've By made properties. A lot of do money. you mean these are like uh, apartment houses or, or yeah, rentals? Exactly, or? like rental properties. So I mean, income, I just, income producing properties, not like land somewhere. No, just, no, no, no. Actually, my my business partner, he's into lands. No, he purchases a lot of lands, but he's not doing anything with them. On my end, actually, everything that I purchase with the profit from the company, they're actually in some either like rentals or like where we live right now, or our beach house. So obviously, we have like a like a big apartment in Sofia. And we have one on the beach, so the, everything else we're actually renting out. Okay. So, but of course, I mean, I did some dumb stuff with like oil features and other stuff in the meantime. So I, I cost like a quarter million. But that's another thing, you know. Like I told you, when you get a lot of money without knowing what to do, you do some dumb stuff in the meantime. Now, one of the things that you're you're big on right now is you're like a connector. You like. You like you like uh, meeting new people in the e-commerce space. It's not just Amazon, but anything in the e-commerce space. And then connecting people and like introducing different people to different things. So where, where does that come from? Where does that passion come from uh, to do that? Because you'll just, I'll get emails from you, you know, uh, I think when we first spoke a, a while back, you're like, all right, so what do you do? You got some information from me. Like, okay, I know like 25 people uh, that you should meet. You know, some of them I already knew uh, and some of them I didn't. And you would send out emails, hey, uh, John, meet Kevin. Uh, Kevin does this. John, you do this. Uh, you guys might have some... Uh, something you might be able to work on together. You you really are known for doing that. Where, where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the story now. When actually I got out of my business uh, and when Hilltax offered me the following, you know, tell me, they told me, you run, you, you do partnerships for your company. You have a lot of affiliates partners and we've been thinking to actually build a partner program for Hilltax. Can you help us out? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I mean, I'm out of my business. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'll do it for you guys. I like new challenges. So let's do it for you. And, and then, you know, I was, I didn't know anybody in the Amazon space. I mean, I was a brand owner. I mean, I, I can I can say that probably I know like five or six guys that were using for other services. And But they said, okay, I mean, Helltax offers VAT. They, that's it. I mean, if people come to us, they would need much more than that. So if... Uh, Whenever they come to me, I'm going to build a partner network, so I'm going to connect them with everybody. The, the thing is, now you come to me, you, you know everybody, because you need more, more than just the VAT. And I just started doing casual introductions. I meet somebody, okay, meet with this guy, you know, you guys can do some good stuff together. And I started doing that, doing that, like that. And my wife was telling me, okay, why are you doing that? I mean, nobody's connecting people for free. Nobody works for free. And I said, okay, I mean, why shouldn't they do that? I mean... I can actually grow my network. I can help people. And when you do that, you know, we're actually, everybody's benefiting. You know, you're just spreading, you know, what you know. You help all people. And I mean, I just, I thought I, it's, it's a good thing to do. I was not planning anything commercial with that. And eventually, a few of my partners came to me and they say, okay, Nick, can you do what you're doing for health tax for us? And I said, okay, do what? And they said, okay, to run the partnership. Mm-hmm. And I said, you guys just gave me an idea, you know. I'll set up a partnership agency and network. 
and 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 just just like that you now actually I turned my hobby because you can see it the hobby connecting people into partial business partial what I like to do so and then I, I actually got the following idea you know uh, you know when I meet somebody I'm gonna connect them with partners who can actually help them grow and vice versa and by doing that obviously I'm growing my network everybody benefits doing that and people are going to actually return the favor, even if you don't ask that. So, and right now I have like 20 companies which are actually paid clients where I run the partnership for them. And just to put it as simply as possible, I teach them how to grow through partnerships because everybody in the space, they want business. One people would like to work with brands. One pe people want to work with Amazon brands. One, one company would like to work with Shopify brands. And I'm telling them, you know, the best way to actually grow your business is when you connect with other partners who work with the same clients without actually competing with you. And you just need to do a certain set of things. You need to obviously be willing to share. You will be willing to help them out. And just by creating all this content, first you help the sellers on either end. You get some business, you get exposure. So it's a win-win cooperation. And just by accident, no, that's what happened, you know. And some people don't, honestly, they don't know what exactly I do. And I do it on purpose because I would like when I meet somebody, uh, just to be, for people not to make assumption, you know. I, I, I'm like that. I meet, I meet everybody. You want to sell me stuff? I come and join the meeting. You might sell me something that I need. I might learn something. So I have this approach. I, I meet everybody. I talk with everybody. I don't care if you're like founder or like a new small partner, you know. I can always learn some stuff. You can always show me something that I don't know. You can, if you're not a perfect match for me, I can find somebody who is the best match for you. Mm -hmm. And then some people tell me, okay, I, I mean, what is the what is the catch? I mean, how do you make money? And, and, and I'm telling them the following. I, I make money from only 10% of my partners. I don't need to make money from everybody, you know. So... Sometimes, but sometimes a lot of people lose sight of just doing good things. It, it comes back to you, like like you yeah, said. Man. You know, not you're not expecting someone to give you a favor back or to, to return it, but just by doing good out there, uh, you know, eventually uh, good is done back to you, uh, and it it, it comes it, it comes around. You just got to make sure people don't take advantage of you, uh, but doing good for others can can pay dividends uh, in the long term for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ask me you now about my previous business, I was making probably most money in the peak, but I cannot say that I was feeling satisfied in what I was doing right now. I cannot even call what I'm doing as a job because, I mean, I, I like what I'm doing. Well, there's I a difference be... in success and fulfillment. Exactly. You were having success selling selling the supplements uh, for a long time, but you weren't fulfilled. Now you're getting fulfilled. You're doing what you're passionate. You're introducing people. You're helping people. Uh, you're guiding people. Uh, and that that's much more fulfilling to you and much more rewarding. Uh, and that's that's important. Uh, it's not always all, all about the money. Exactly. I fully agree with you. And, you know, I'm happy that, you know, I had some failures because if I didn't have these failures, I wouldn't be doing what I do right now, which I really like, you know. What's, you know, next, I, what's next for you? I, I hate to plan, you know, even I'm extremely organized, you know, everybody's telling me I haven't seen a better organized person like you because I have like, I do like a four day work week. I never work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I never would like to plan too much ahead, you know. Uh, for example, my wife was asking me the other day, okay, how many coins did you have? I don't know. I don't count them, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, I'm happy with what I do, you know. You know, and the other thing that I do on my end is I never push anybody to become a client. You know, if you're not ready, I'm not going to take, you know. I tell you, okay, do these things. When they're ready, we can talk again. And this, this is why I actually do it on purpose because partnerships are, are, not, are unlike anything else. You need to be ready for partnerships. If you're ready just to receive without giving, then you're not ready for partnerships. So you need like a specific mindset for that. So... I mean, well, honestly, I mean, I, I like what I'm doing, you know. I, I make more than enough. I like sitting fulfilled, unlike before. I mean, that's I, that's I what that, that's what matters, man. That's 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 what that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me for planning, you know, probably what I'm planning is 
how to do like eternal summer because now I've been thinking that we should actually travel with my wife and kids and live in like a different country each year so the kids can work from experience. Mm-hmm. But that this is probably the one thing that they should be doing. You know, the only thing is holding us back is that you no. Know, uh, obviously, my younger son, who is like seven, he has like a speech delay. So, if he he gets better, you know, we can go anywhere. But besides that, I mean, I can do what I do from anywhere. I mean, I talk with people everywhere. You know, I've met so many good people, and probably planning to go on some offline events next year to finally meet them in person because I'm like a remote junk, you know. <laughs> I go speak at a lot of conferences and a lot of things, but I don't go in person. But I went to one event here and I guess, you no, know, I like it. People like me when I go there. So I guess I'll make an exception and go to a few events next year just to meet some people. Well, because people don't, don't believe me that I'm real, you know. I send like a cardboard copy of me to <laughs> Las Vegas and people went there thinking that I'm there. But anyways, so... <laughs> Well, Nick, if uh, uh, if people want to reach out uh, to you or learn more, uh, how would they, how would they? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? I mean, I ha- LinkedIn is where I hang out a, a lot of the time. So, I mean, I'm I'm gonna share my LinkedIn profile with Kevin, or you can just write Nick Penev. I mean, I think there is nobody else with that name. P N E V for those exactly. uh, those uh, needing to spell it. P P like Paul E N E V like Victor. Exactly, and I have a picture that you're not. You're not gonna actually. You'll notice the picture is is nothing like you've seen on LinkedIn. It's like with one guy with an inflatable around his head with minions. So <laughs> you haven't seen that, but that's on purpose. Now, if people make assumptions, they shouldn't connect with me. I'm not the regular like guy, you know. <laughs> well, awesome, uh, Nick. I really appreciate you coming on, and telling your story. Uh, this has been uh, this has been great. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, I think. You're the first one who has actually right asked all these questions. I don't, I don't think I have ever told my story to ever to anybody like you. So I guess you know how to ask questions. Oh, That's for sure. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, it's great to have you on, man. And uh, we'll talk again soon. As you can see from Nick's story, there's lots of opportunities out there besides just selling on Amazon. Nick really didn't even sell on Amazon. He sold all D2C and tailored everything to the markets that he was targeting. You know targeting Greece, targeting Romania, putting everything in that local language and just cleaning up and doing really well. And I really like what he he said at the end about it's not all about success, it's about fulfillment and how he's really enjoying what he's doing now more so than when he was making bank selling supplements. So that's, that's a really important lesson. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, I'll be back with another guest Arnold Shields. Arnold is from uh, Australia, and we'll be talking about a subject that's not the most exciting, but it's super important. And he's got some really good tips and strategies all around accounting and bookkeeping and some of the common mistakes people make when they're doing their forecasting and a lot of other really cool stuff. So I hope you join us for that episode. Before we leave today, I've got my good little tip for you as well, my little golden nugget. And this week it is this one, good marketing can sell once, but only a good product can sell twice. Remember that good marketing can always sell once, but only a good product can sell twice. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thanks. 